Bonjour and welcome to a French Collections podcast. For your dose of France and all things French, welcome again. So this is our first podcast and I'm super excited to be to be chatting with you and uh, keeping you company whether it's in your car or as you walk around the block. Um, maybe you've got your headphones in and you're folding the clothes. I know I do plenty of folding of clothes at my house uh, with my three three children and all their busy active sports. So once again, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it and I hope uh, you'll get to um, share my company regularly. So if you haven't heard about um, me, I have a, a, a blog, a French collection, the same name, and I've been sharing my life in France, my part-time life in France, and uh, posts on France and all things French for some years now. So I'm delighted to be able to say that it's uh, in a list of the top 40 blogs on France. So it's about time. I've been uh, talking about it to myself and uh, my close inner circle for a while now that I needed to uh, create a podcast where I would be able to share uh, what I've written and uh, what we enjoy about life in France with you so it could uh, be enjoyed on the go. So welcome to our first uh, podcast. They will be a regular podcast. We have um, we have a lot to share. So a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Annette. I'm an Australian uh, by my own admission. I'm a hopeless Francophile and I'm lucky enough to be able to live between my homes in Australia, the suburb of Newcastle and in France in the region of Brittany. A French collection started as a blog sharing our family's experiences of purchasing a holiday home in France. It uh, very quickly became our second home and our adventures, some of the mishaps and quite honestly the sheer good times of living in a small rural village which is nestled amongst farms and the farms overflow with cows, chicken and loads of maize. So living part-time in France and adapting to the French way of life has certainly had its challenges, but it's also provided our family with some of its most treasured moments. Maintaining a house, uh, a French house and garden from the other side of the globe in Australia has also proven to stretch our organisational skills, diplomacy and certainly time management. As a family of five, not sure if I mentioned it, we were a family of five, we've laughed often Honestly, we've cried with exhaustion with some of the things that we've tried to do, even just the process of getting there. It's basically a 30-hour journey from one home to the other. And uh, we started off when the children were quite quite young. Uh, we've got lost and we found our way. We've stuffed ourselves with French gastronomic delights and we've explored a lot of France. These memoirs, um, as part of my A Life in France, and our podcast, I'm hoping that they'll entertain you, they'll inform you along the way, and maybe they'll inspire you uh, to follow your dream and do do something that's important to you. So as far as I feel, I felt uh, my heart was, was bursting with a dream and uh, that we were fortunate enough with enough persistence to be able to make that uh, possible. So uh, let's... Uh, talk a little bit about why um, it had to be France and why we wanted to to live in France. 
So where did where did it all start? I'm not sure if I can pinpoint my conscience uh, conscience decision to purchase a second home in France. I don't think there was a defining moment. It was rather a slow building up of an idea which gained momentum with each book and and TV reality show that showcased others uh, relocating to France. Travel and French property magazines had me imagining myself in beautiful villages and even decorating the houses I liked in the for sale sections. I'd find a house that I liked the look of and I'd fall asleep imagining how I would renovate it and what I would change and the furniture that I might put there. That certainly kept the dream alive for me. Recipe books featuring French cuisine, they fueled my desire to experience the rich culinary delights that France is so well known for. We ate a lot of French recipes uh, during this time and well, we still do. Travel and French property magazines. They had me imagining myself there, um, like I said, and I've always loved the beauty and the serenity of French gardens. So looking at the stylish interiors of grand homes and the, the seamless effortlessness style of men and women's dress also appealed to me. I did, however, um, admire from a distance because at this point I'd never even stepped foot on French soil. I had never been to France. I had never toured anywhere. I had not been to Paris. So while living so far from France, I dreamt of a few things that would uh, mean a lot to me. I imagined walking along canals jostling the crowds with my shopping basket at local produce markets and enjoying long lunches in the sun with my family around me. These were some of the everyday scenes that I could picture in my mind. I'm wondering, do any of these pastimes and activities appeal to you? Well, thinking on these activities, it did fuel it all for me and I found reading about others living in France also inspired me. I read books. I read books about other people moving there, relocating there. They were helpful and they also encouraged me to do uh, what I wanted to do. I would suggest that for anybody who is looking to make a move to France, that you read what others have done and learn from them and be inspired. I also watched British TV shows. And with some of them, I reasoned to myself that if some of these people that I was watching could do it, then surely I could also. I shook my head in amazement at what these people did or didn't do. And I kept saying to my husband, goodness gracious, if these people can manage to do it, surely I can. In reality, there were lots of things that would uh, be able to stop me from doing what I wanted to do. But I also figured out that I could work through any obstacle step by step if and when the time came necessary to do so. So making a start on buying in France. The first real thing I did after all of this was to take a beginner's French travel course. I chose a TAFE WEA 10-week course to get started. And even getting to the class took a fair bit of organising. At the time, I had a three-year-old, an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old, and a husband who worked predominantly overseas. Finding the time to physically get into town for the lessons with all the children safely taken care of was a commitment in itself. 
This is long before online learning and apps. So together with taking the WEA Beginners French Travel course and continuing to read autobiographies, I started talking to Paul, my husband, about my dream. It sounds trivial, I know, but taking that first step to really verbalise what I had been thinking was a big move forward. Another leap for me was verbalising to strangers what I planned to do. I never forget when the TAFE teacher asked us to introduce ourselves and share with the class why we were attending the class and what we really wanted to learn. I said I really wanted to learn the names of items found in hardware stores for renovating and gardening because I was planning to buy a house in France. The overwhelming display of quizzical unbelief and scepticism only made me more resolute in my efforts. It was a joint decision to buy in France. But what if my husband had no interest at all? I needed him on board as financially I definitely couldn't manage without his input and I wanted this to be a holiday home that was all that we that we all enjoyed as a family and that we were happy to commit to. So Paul was against the idea of purchasing in France and suggested the United Kingdom as he had spent a lot of time travelling and touring there for business and he loves it. This is not the outcome I wanted, but I figured that the southeast coast of England would be much closer to France for short trips than Australia. No question about that. So at this early stage, while I was bubbling with growing excitement and determination, I kept my dreams really close to my chest. I had to keep my thoughts a secret as I couldn't risk my excitement and enthusiasm being pierced by well-meaning family and friends. You know the ones that want to protect you from financial disaster, extended hard physical work, sacrifices that they consider unnecessary, and to be honest, the fear of the unknown. Yes, they are well-meaning, but not what I needed at that stage. At this time, I also reflected upon our current way of life and I thought deeply on how much I was prepared to sacrifice or change to make my dream a reality. What sacrifices or changes would I need to make? Would I be prepared to work more hours to assist financially and how would this affect our family? Could we postpone the renovation of our family home to free up resources for our overseas project? Would the French property need to be run as a holiday home business to pay its way? The steps of first imagining our family in France, forming a plan, executing the many necessary steps and then eventually putting the key in the front door as the new owners was a long process and a much longer one than we had first anticipated. But on reflection, a very pleasurable time. So with the new chapter in our life started, which we call our French life, that is our part-time life in Brittany. Our home is in a small farming village nestled between cow paddocks and maize fields and we love being a part of the community we now call home. And now a word from our sponsors. Thinking of visiting France? Our French collection tours offer inspirational, luxurious, escorted all-women tours to Paris, Normandy, Brittany and Provence. Imagine seven days with a small group of like-minded women exploring the wonders of France. Our French collection tours focus on culture and art, great food and drink, in authentic locations, with time for market trips 
and shopping. Their tools are perfect to relax and unwind, re-energise and reinvigorate, with everything taken care of for you. Your host Annette Charlton has lived part-time in France with her family for over 11 years and knows how to make sure your tour is perfect. Whether it's bucket list items or secret places Annette knows about, you'll truly love the Parisian vibe. And if you want to experience Brittany like a local, with walking, quaint towns, beach walks, or if the warmth of the south of France appeals to you, then you'll truly love a French collection tours. French collection tours can offer you the time of your life while creating memories that will last for forever. So to find out more or get a brochure, visit A French Collection. The phrase location, location, location is well known in the context of real estate. Choosing the right location is an essential part of any property purchase and more so if you're purchasing an overseas property. Are you interested in purchasing property in France? How do you go about choosing where to buy your property and what sort of property is best for you? Unless you've visited an area or country many times or have family in the region, this is the part that can be very overwhelming. Just where do you start your search? For me, as I mentioned, I'd never set foot in France, but I just knew that this country would be my second home. You might have heard me when I said my husband was set on purchasing somewhere in the south of England along the coast. But when I started to research properties between the towns of Exeter and Plymouth, we found this extensive and beautiful area would require more funding than we were initially prepared to commit. So not wanting to rent our home out as it would be a second home for us, this was also a factor in our decision process. I kept suggesting to Paul that just over the channel, the countryside was just as beautiful, properties more affordable and the food and culture like nowhere else. I really did a sell job. So we came to the agreement that we would make a short list of homes to tour in France and go from there. Our checklist was created with our family requirements, financial budget, travel restrictions and long-term goals in mind. To get an honest and appropriate checklist for yourself, you'll need to think hard and research extensively and be true to yourself. This is what my checklist looked like. The property needed to be relatively close to both Heathrow and Charles de Gaulle airports for easy access. Not have a huge garden to maintain, not require major renovations and have an attractive price tag as our Australian assets would not be taken into an account by our mortgage broker and the exchange rate was not helpful. I also wanted a rural village setting with at least a local tabach, as I believe a thriving tabach or cafe keeps a village dynamic and alive. It also ensures, practically, that you never run out of the essentials. In my book, that's fresh baguettes, cheese and cold wine. So there were some non-negotiable requirements. So each of these points, for me, were non-negotiable and for different reasons. Easy access, no huge garden, no major renovations, attractive price tag and a suitable location. So I'll have a look at those a little bit more in depth for you. 
As much as the beauty of Provence and the south of France appealed to me, I knew that after two connecting flights to the Northern Hemisphere, it would not be fair on my young children to then travel further to the south. A journey of more than 30 hours seemed enough to deal with regularly. As far as the huge garden. A garden would be lovely for sure, but the upkeep a bit difficult to manage remotely. I decided that a large garden would be a luxury we would have to go without in the short term. I figured that creating a garden or buying another property with a large garden could be a project undertaken perhaps on our planned retirement to France. No major renovations. Derelict barns and stone houses that require rebuilding or renovating they are a romantic uh, but they're a challenging option. So restoring these types of properties can also be financially rewarding and they have a low initial monetary outlay. But you need plenty of time to undertake these projects. And for us, travelling mainly in the school holidays and with our three children, we didn't have the time and I guess that we also wouldn't have the spare energy to be able to choose that option. So the the attractive price tag. Purchasing property internationally is different than a domestic residential purchase and funding it can be initially quite an issue to work through. In saying that, it's not impossible, but a bit more of of an affordable property makes this part of the exercise easier, of course. If your property is not to be your main residence, then different rules apply also. As far as a suitable location... A rural village location was our preference over a city. I wanted to be part of a community and give back what we could, fulfil my dreams of attending fresh markets and walking through woodlands and generally being close to nature. It sounds a bit cliche, I know, but hey, it's true, that's what I wanted. If this sounds like what you want to do, I know your wish list may be a bit different to ours, but you need to be honest with what you need, what you can afford, or you're comfortable to risk. Your state of health is uh, to be considered too, particularly if you're going to undertake major renovation work. Resources, including time, that you have available is a big thing to think about also. A bit of dreaming, however, is often also an essential ingredient. So with this checklist to hand, I turned my thoughts into action and I got down to the business side of things. I searched numerous real estate sites on the internet, I read property magazines, talked to international property brokers, spent hours on Google Earth images and maps, questioned my accountant, and I located a translator. Oh, and did I say before that I'd started some basic French lessons as well? So months later, with my husband agreeing, albeit still a little bit sceptical, to at least have a look at the homes I had now shortlist with various immobiliers, that's uh, French real estate agents, And with the finance approved and with one child in tow, that being our eldest child, we headed over to France. This is where it gets interesting. (laughs) We had a disaster in Paris. We decided to spend a few days in Paris and this is where disaster first struck. My husband's wallet was stolen on a metro station on the first day, leaving with us with a mess to fix up with our banks and no cash. This did not bode well for me, as Paul still entertained the idea of buying in the south of England, and he was accompanying us really more just to see my research through, rather than to definitely buy a house. I was sure this misadventure had done it, and we'd never convinced him that this was the country for us. Anyway, 
With matters sorted after lengthy international phone calls, he made these while sitting in the courtyard of Notre Dame de Paris on the Isle de Cité. We continued on with our plans. We looked at lots of homes and eventually we chose the very last one we inspected. This agent, he cleverly kept his best to last and we fell for it. Hook, line and sinker. Or maybe chimney, garden and village. Our home is in a farming village which has the tobacco. It has a thriving primary school, bulls fields, a lake for fishing and it's filled with wonderful generous citizens who welcome us home each visit with gifts of fresh homemade goat's cheese, farm eggs, do you remember there were chicken farms nearby, or a bunch of wildflowers. So when we're in France we now fill our days with adventure and experiences and then our days in Australia are working to keep our dream alive and growing together as a family. So that's the end of our first podcast, podcast number one. Next time, I'll share a little bit more about the village and some of our building projects. And then after that, we'll start delving into different areas of France to travel to, French artists, books that you might like to read on France. We'll vary it up and there'll be something for everybody. But next time, we'll have a little bit more about living in our village. So thanks for listening and don't forget that to find out more there's always a French Collection blog which has uh, hundreds of uh, fabulous posts on France and all things French. So you will find a a French Collection at www.afrenchcollection.com and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye for now. (laughs) 